After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this on a Wednesday night on NBA Trade Deadline Eve. The Kings are back home after a seven-game road trip, a great road trip. They went 5-2, and two, and on the home floor tonight, the Pistons come into town. They've won six games all year, two on the road. Oh, and they made a trade today, missing a couple of key guys. Oh, and Cade Cunningham and Bogdanovich aren't playing. <laughs> Easy win for the Kings, no, not so fast. The Sacramento Kings didn't just lose to the Pistons tonight. They got down 15. They came back at the end of the third. Sabonis hitting a three at the end of the third quarter mm. to give the Kings the lead. He's dapping up Rosset. The crowd is buzzing after booing. Feeling good. The Kings are going to run away with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. The Pistons said no. Jay We're not Ryan. done. You can't guard me. Jay and Ivy said, you can't guard me. Mm-hmm. Alec Burke said, revenge game. Marcus Sasser was nasty. What? Jaden Ivy had 37 points. Jaden Ivy had 19 points in the fourth quarter on six of six shooting. The Kings as a team in the fourth had 21. Yes, Jaden Ivy almost single-handedly outscored the Kings in the fourth quarter. And the Sacramento Kings after that five and two trip, everyone feeling good. Give up 133 points to the Pistons and lose 133 to 120. Welcome to Rock Bottom, the low point of the season. This podcast and each of every one of our podcasts presented by our friends right at Northwest Exteriors. Check out TrustNorthwest.com. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mom? Welcome to Rock Bottom. A oh, little dramatic. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. Uh, no. Please proceed to talk. You haven't talked. Go. Sorry. <laughs> My bad, but I—I <laughs> I know, Morgan. You like to say, "Do you ride no, the roller no, no. coaster?" Sometimes I, I'm feeling what okay. you're feeling. This is a low point because I think Agreed. tonight it showed all the Kings' weaknesses on display. Everything that fans have been concerned about against the good teams, you saw tonight <sighs> against a Pistons team that is bad. There's no like excuse for this one. You know, sometimes you lose games in the NBA. Hey, I had an off night. You come back from a long... If the Kings came back from this road trip and they shot 37% tonight and they lost by three, we'd be like, oh my God, that's really bad. But we'd be like, you know what? Tire legs. They they traveled 7,000 miles on this trip, you know. Two weeks. No, no, no. Morgan, if I would have told you before the game the Kings would hit... 
15 threes, that they would have 31 assists and just four turnovers. 31 assists and four turnovers, and they'd score 120 points, you would say, that's a W tonight against the shorthanded Pistons. It wasn't because the defense was beyond putrid tonight. This defense tonight couldn't guard anybody. What was the word he used? Putrid. Disgusting. I like that. You give up 133 points to this team? I'm not, I mean, no disrespect to the Pistons, but But, let's, let's have a little reality here. Yes. Like this is this Pistons team beat OKC a couple of weeks back. Why? Because OKC missed shots. You miss shots sometimes. This was an example of not being locked in. The effort level was bad. This was not a serious performance by the Kings. It was so disappointing. And uh, when it's the night before the trade deadline, it's magnified. It looked really bad tonight, Morgan. Oh, it was magnified. And it was magnified not only by, you know, I'm sure viewers at home go to one center booing. Yeah. I And it yeah. was like, well, I get it. And it's because everyone understood these, I guess, the angles going into this game. And you already mentioned so many of these things. Oh, my God. I was dying laughing with Mike Bibby going into the half like, you guys, get this. The Kings allowed 70 points to this shorthanded team. Keegan has four fouls at this point, And Fox is 0 for 4 at the free throw line. This is not good. But they can figure it out, right? Like, that was my thing. It was yeah. like this weird confidence even at the half going like okay it's not pretty but it can get better and it did get a little bit better at the end of that third in the way that they really rallied back into this one to start off and that's it morgan what what is it you take the lead going into the third if you're a good team if you're a serious team right the kings are good Mm -hmm. but let's not lose this is who they are this is not 10 games in this is 20 games in this is 50 games in. Mm. There's 32 to go. This is what they are. Some nights when the shots are falling, it's going to be good. When they're locked in defensively, it looks good. But tonight, not locked in at all. And then, even if they try to be locked in, they're getting shredded. Everyone talks about they can't guard the three-point line. That's It is accurate. But you know what? They also can't guard the perimeter. So they get carved up in the pick and roll. They get carved up because they just can't stay in front of their man. Killian Hayes breaking down Kevin Herter, getting in the paint, spraying for three. He had nine assists. Jay and Ivy attacking relentlessly, using his physicality, shouldering guys. I mean, they got so many easy looks because they just shredded. It was an awful defensive performance. The Pistons shot 56%. They hit 17 of 31 from three. That's 54%. 17. The Sacramento Kings are 29th in three-point defense, allowing teams to shoot 39.7%. The only team worse, the Hornets at 39.8. So let's go ahead and say Sacramento is dead last in the NBA because I'm rounding up. This is... It's fair after tonight, too. This is... This is... What they are. I was stunned after this game. And I was stunned. It's like, you know, a lot of times when you're a pregame show, a postgame show of a team, like you can, you definitely go the angles of like, hey, like what's positive, what was positive out of this one? It was one of those games where I can usually, I can usually talk about the good of, you know, hey, it was really nice to see this effort here or this, or you, there's, there's losses where you can still talk about good. And I truly, truly believe that with every team yeah. in the NBA, with every sport. But with a game like this, because of all the angles going into this game and then how it finished, I 
had a very difficult time talking to Mike Bibby after this one about what was good. And in yeah. fact, I kept telling him, I'm like, I'm not okay. And he kept saying like, look, you really do have to have the mindset of going on to the next one. I'm like, can I get you on my calm app tonight? And you tell me that like, while I go to bed because I don't feel that way. And then Brad Miller comes on, um, in the second segment of our show. And I'm kind of, they, Mike and Brad are just like kind of laughing and having fun. I'm like, Oh, is this funny? <laughs> I didn't really say that, but really I'm thinking you guys like, what what was the mentality like? Well, how do you just come in like this when you when you guys played teams like this when you were a good team? They're like, yeah, you shit the bed sometimes, basically, and it just kind of happens. Yeah. And mm. I get all of those things, but I still feel the way I feel after really wanting this team to take that next step, especially after a really solid five and two. When I say solid five and two road trip, yeah. they found a way to get a win. Wasn't always pretty, but they found a way to get a win. And tonight I thought it was going to be an ugly win. And instead it was a terrible loss. So they have games like this. Yes. They don't close games. Well, no. even when they look good, they don't close games. Well, oh, no. and sometimes they fall apart in those games, even though they've been playing better basketball, before tonight, there's still you go. Hey, can you close out Chicago better? You're you're up thirty. You got down to three. Uh, Dallas, you're up big. Why did it get tight at the end? Milwaukee and Phoenix games you had that you lost. The Portland game where you got absolutely destroyed by a shorthanded Portland team in Portland. The game where the Hornets came here and won. Like, okay, one of these games every once in a while that this can't happen and. That, there's really no excuse you can make, but uh, I, I think tonight is where you see the shortcomings most. You know, I've given Kevin Herter a lot of love for how he's been playing lately. I think he's done much better defensively at times. Yeah. His offense has gotten it going. He got torched defensively went, the last two games the last two games they went after him and i've i've seen him been a i've seen him able to respond when teams go after him and and you're exactly right the last two games it was like wait i and i yeah. get i get. There could have been better help defense on some of these on some of these plays, but it has. To, sometimes you got to take it upon yourself when one of these fast guys are going straight at you. It's not like they they're good NBA players, but they're not De'Aaron Fox going at you. They're not uh, they're not completely unstoppable. The the other problem is just going super small. I mean, I, okay, so you because you can't guard their guards, you go all right. We're gonna have Fox, Mitchell, Monk, Herder, and Sabonis. I mean. Lyles had it going at one point. I know. Uh, give me some Lyles. Let me see. Lyles was knocking down shots, and I know it wasn't just about shot making, but I need a guy that can at least like get a rebound every once in a while. Um, <laughs> God, I'm just looking up and down. Like just some a guy with some size. So Lyles had what 19 points, only two rebounds. So great example, Deuce. Um, but even someone like Keegan. So Keegan had an, a, a he was in foul trouble all night. All night. He ends up playing 20 minutes. Look. He had four fouls. I know he had an off night, but he's in his second year, and at some point, you got to make him figure it out. Like, Let him play through it. I've said this to you before, Morgan. Uh-huh. Let him struggle out there. I'd rather him struggle and figure it out. Let him struggle and figure it out in the fourth quarter of a tight game against the Pistons because he is one. he's probably your best defender. Sure. And he was on the bench. Well, you're getting worked. Well, They've had him defend Donovan Mitchell, Steph Curry, Luka. The list goes on. Like, not having him out there, I get he was a little off. I want him to figure it out all around tonight. Just a beyond disappointing game by the Sacramento Kings. There's no other way to put it. They just, 
They could not guard the ball. The closeouts were just so bad. I, I'm just, they're going under on guys. They shouldn't go under. Like, hey, Jay and Ivy's got it going now. I'm not going under on Jay and Ivy. Nope. Like, he's in a rhythm. I don't... <laughs> the guy's knocking down threes. Uh, Ivy destroyed him. Killian Hayes, 8-9, destroyed them. Durant, 20-15-6. and six. Sasser off the bench, 18. Alec Barks, he, I mean, he was hitting shots that were guarded sometimes, but like... The guy gets confident. You give him any look. He's here's a question that someone asked me. Him. That someone asked me after the game. They get they go. Hey, how come every team feels like they look like an all star elite team when they play the Kings? Even if the Kings pull out the win, they said they said it just feels like they're shooting lights out against the team. That feels like they play really well. What is it? And I'm like, I noticed that too. And I and with the three point shoot, I go defense. I mean, alone you, you can you just talk about the defense. I mean, so pick and roll coverage. If your guys getting beat and then Sabonis gets beat, everyone's moving around, right? And you're late closing out on guys. You're helping. It comes down sometimes to being able to guard the ball, being able to rotate properly. You put some guys in bad spots, or the the def, the wrong guys are collapsing, and then everyone's collapsing the paint. And these guards are smart enough. They're were they going to take it on four guys? No, they're like, hey, I've got three guys out in the perimeter right now. I'm going to find the open shooter. Here And here's the other thing, too. Yeah, and they always find, and it feels like against the Kings, they always find the open shooter. And maybe sometimes I go, is that length? Like, But then you notice, like, there's been some, there's been a lot of good defensive possessions for the Kings where they're getting deflections, hands are up and disciplined and all those things. And they weren't tonight. And they weren't tonight. Not only that, and I, I also go, I look at someone like Kevin Herter, for example, when we are giving him all the love when he deserves it, when he is playing good defense. And he's not even the best defender out there, and he's staying with guys, not tonight, staying with guys, sliding left and right, moving laterally, contesting, doing what he needs to do. It takes a different, when you are not the best defender, it takes a different level of effort and mental toughness and all of the things that you have to put Mm. on yourself to make sure that you can hang at that level every single day night and i get it it is going to be so difficult at times but i i just when you're not a good individual defender in the league you got to make sure that your effort is just times 1 million when you're guarding on ball and especially when it's quick guards the kings were also out rebounded tonight morgan 48 to 33 of course they were 48 to 33 <sighs> The points in the paint stat from last meeting to this one, what was that? Well, they had 82 points in the paint, which is a crazy absurd number That's in that first was. meeting. Just another level. Tonight, 56 on well, 28 of 42, which, you know, 56 isn't, isn't bad. awful. But no. it, they did better in the second half of it. But it's just, I, I felt like that was an area that they could have. I, I thought in the first half, especially offensively, I thought they were settling a lot. You know, the bench... To their credit, Trey Lyles, Malik Monk, I felt like gave them a lift a little bit to get them back into the game. But I thought they were they weren't playing their game, you know. And I don't know what it is against some of these teams. Like I I feel like I'm repeating myself and I hate repeating myself, but huh. your approach can't change. Like you need to check yourself, you know. And I'm not saying every person on the Kings has that approach. Like I think Sabonis is like the perfect guy of he just approaches the, the game the same way every game. Mm-hmm. He's playing hard. Paranoid. You, I don't care if it's the Pistons. I don't care if Cade's out. I don't care if it's Boyan's out. 
I don't care if they trade two guys. Like, I'm going, we need a, we need this game because on Friday we've got Denver coming to town. And then we have OKC and Phoenix and Denver. Like, this, you can't drop home, you, game, home games to the Pistons and they got destroyed. You can't, but you also can't just play up for those yeah. games too. And, and it felt like, that's the thing. At times it didn't feel like, it's not that they weren't playing up. It was the Pistons were playing super up, okay? It felt like the Pistons were playing at a different level where they it was it, they didn't even need to be scrappy. They were just playing good basketball. You know, it's not like they had to do all these extra things to be like, we got to stay in it. It was, they were just playing some good basketball on their end. And of course, when you're making shots and you're not one of the better teams in the NBA, it's, you're going to fuel some confidence off that. You're going to feel good, but it never ended. And it felt like the Kings weren't stepping up with their physicality and being like, no, you know what? You come back in this paint, you're going to get hurt. Not really hurt, but you know, like you're going to feel it. You're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get you. So you think twice the next time you want to come into the paint. Just rough. Yeah. Just rough. Yeah. Also did not help. De'Aaron Fox was not good tonight. He had 12 points. I know. On 5 of 14 shooting, 0 for 4 at the free throw line. 0 for 4 at the free throw line. The Kings is a team, 15 of 22 at the line. On the other side, the Pistons also shot 22 threes, or excuse me, 22 free throws. They made all 22. Well done, Pistons. Well done. Um, I have not heard this yet. I would love to hear this. Brendan Nunes, who does a great job covering the Kings for Sacktown Sports, posted a video of Mike Brown, and the caption says, give some... Very specific examples of where the Kings had defensive shortcomings in tonight's loss. You want, you want to hear this? I, de- I love I specifics. Want, I want to hear specifics. We talked about a lot of generalities. Let's hear what he had to say. You know, Alec Burke is hot. He's got the ball on the left wing late in the game. And he's three feet behind the three-point line. And Fox closes to him. And Fox closes short. Alec Burke raises up into the shot. Fox contest. Now, everybody would think that that's a great contest because nope. it was almost hand-to-hand. That's not, how we, that's not how we close out to hot guys. We practice. We, we, we say we're going to hip hot guys. That means you want to basically put your chest or, or put your body on their side in a no-middle stance. And as he raises up, now you raise up to contest, but you don't Get to him, stop short, hands down. Now he raises up, and then you raise the contest. It's a practice shot. So we have to do, a, and we worked on that today. We worked on that today. We work on it a lot. And we worked on it today for uh, five minutes during the defensive segment. And we don't close out the right way. A lot of their threes came off the pick and roll. Yeah. Whether we blitzed or tried to play our normal coverage, the ball, uh, whoever the ball handle was dribbled around Domas, went along the baseline. We had to commit another guy. So now you got three guys co- trying to contain the basketball because he's just getting around us. When that happens, if you're not actively on the side of the ball with high hands, instead of you know, putting your chest in front and not letting that ball get around you, if that once that ball gets along the baseline and it flattens the defense and you're not there to try to uh, have active hands, they're going to throw darts players along the perimeter oh. and now it's a long closeout because you committed the third guy to the ball that am i mike brown okay shut up because around the, the, the pick and roll defense 
and could have shot a layup if we didn't commit a third guy to the ball. Um, in transition, one time we ran back to the paint, we should have ran to a guy that was open on the wing. You know, so th th these are things that we practice and we will continue to practice. Um, but at some point, we have to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it the right way. And if it doesn't work, it, I'm, I'm going to do it the right way at the highest freaking level. And if it doesn't work, then I'm going to point and say we got to change things up. There's, there's nothing to change up right now because we're not doing our job. We're, we didn't do our job tonight, for sure. Hey, man, Mike Brown. He said it. I mean, dead on. And great, great breakdown. Love the specifics. Uh, because those, those things, like even that mental shift of understanding when someone's hot, even if you're not going to the game and your game plan, like what, what was Alec Burks shooting coming into this game? Let's see. Just really quick. He was shooting what from three it was. Okay. He was shooting 39% really good three point. point Yes. So like already right there then. Already That's what right he th does. Th you should already know that he's <clears throat> a hot player. He's the 20th best three-point shooter, three-point percentage of anyone with 240-plus three-point attempts this year. He is shooting 38% on twos, the worst two-point percentage of any player with 152-point attempts So he shoots the shit out of the three. And that's what he does. And, and if you, obviously, in this team, game plans for that, they understand personnel, <clears throat> you have to... To make sure you are locked in, ready to go with even that right there. And that's exactly what he's saying. He's like, you know, we we practice it. We can do it. But then sometimes it's just not happening. I, I know I mentioned this a few minutes ago, but that's where I'm like, hey, give me some length out there. The Kings don't have enough length on the roster. And that's something to me that Thursday, tomorrow, hours from now, it's got to be addressed. It just has to be addressed. Like, I'm not saying it has to be the move that changes the Kings long-term, but this, this team needs more length. One of the guys with length is Keegan Murray. He was not on the bench. I'd like to have that guy out there closing out on some of these guys too, and he's not playing. I get it. He made a defensive mistake in transition. I think Mike Brown, the, the mistake he was talking about, was when Keegan allowed a corner three mm -hmm. in transition. Okay, it, it, he needs to learn from this. And he's got to be out there in those situations. So yeah. that's, that's one example where I'm like, hey, I, I hear you, Mike. I agree with you. Your, your points are valid about defensive breakdowns, but I need my best defense player out on the floor, even if he is kind of struggling. Yeah, like work through it. Get through it. Figure out what you need to do. Um, it just, it's what's wild to see. I mean. What? Sorry, and even in the chat. I mean, use Kessler. Like, if, if you don't want to go to use Kessler, the guy had good defensive moments on this road trip, and he didn't play tonight. So what's wild to see right, is against the Cavs, yeah. they also, hot hand, everyone's red hot. Cavs, good good yes. team. You expect it, but even so, they were red effing hot, okay? And you're right about that. This game was eerily similar in some ways Yes. to the Cavs game. To the but, shittiest team but in, in your East. mind, it feels so differently, right? Because the Cavs are obviously one of the best teams in the, the East right now, one of the best teams in the NBA. But it was a similar problem where it's like, God, they've got some ball handlers that are just breaking down the Kings' defense right now. It was Donovan Mitchell, it was Garland. Those guys were just the pick and rolls with Jared Allen. 
they destroyed the Kings. They were getting paint touches. They were moving the ball. It was the same thing tonight, except instead of Donovan Mitchell, a five-time All-Star, it's Jay Nivey, who Jay Nivey, let's let's not get it twisted. Mm-hmm. It's been a rocky second year for him. He wasn't playing at times. It's been tough. What does a game like this do for his confidence to drop 37 points and absolutely take over in the fourth quarter of a game, 19 Kids. points, and go, hey, F you, you guys drafted Keegan Murray instead uh-huh. of me. Like I'm sure all that was fueling him a bit tonight, but he stepped up, and it was this... It's very similar to the Cavs game, honestly. It, absolutely. And that's, that was kind of my point. Yeah. Is like, And I think that's even Mike Brown's point. Is like, look, understanding how to do this the right way against whatever the personnel is, and especially even if it is the personnel and then the game plan needs to shift because this okay three-point shooting team becomes a really good three-point shooting team those in-game adjustments defensively for the sacramento kings aren't there and i get that because they aren't an elite defensive team but deuce always shares that stat when they're on the road compared to when they are at home and their defensive rating is top 10 when they're on the road and it's bottom you know five when they're at home it's not good and it's so weird how far apart it truly is and it goes where can you find that balance where every single night whether you're at home or you're on the road that you find yourself playing solid defense not even elite defense but solid defense so then we're not talking about this against the Detroit Pistons on a Wednesday night before the NBA trade deadline I appreciate so many people being here after a loss like this. Yes. I want to get to some of the questions. There's some good ones out there and some good comments. We have like f- almost 500 people watching us. Can you guys hit the thumbs up and subscribe? Can we get the thumbs up to like 250 by I'm now? Mad. Hitting the like button. You're going, well, come on. I'm mad. The Kings lost. Yeah, but don't be mad at us. Hit the thumbs up because all it does is help our channel grow so more and more people see us. We're also going to be live Early tomorrow morning. If there's a big trade at 5 a.m., we'll be live to talk about it. But we will be live no matter what for the NBA trade deadline. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit on the podcast. Um, Someone in the Mm. chat was mentioning this. I've seen a couple of people mention this, Morgan. What? Even someone like Keon Ellis. If you're looking for someone that has some length and some size, Mm -hmm. why not throw someone like that out there in this situation? We mentioned Kessler Edwards, okay? At some point, when you're not stopping anyone, gotta do you gotta adjust you gotta adjust and i think even tonight would have been it's like this is the perfect game for sasha vazenkov to come back from his ankle injury you know it's against the detroit pistons you can get him back into the rotation and if you look down the line at mike brown and his rotation and you see um him also not going back to JaVale McGee, you know, not going back to any of those other guards that he was going to for quite some time he tried to keep it back consistent to yeah. what he wanted to be with Sasha back in the lineup. But I don't think that I, I think on a night like this, it was like, you got to keep searching for answers because the answer wasn't out there. Whatever, whatever those lineups were um, defensively, the answer wasn't there. And not to say that it didn't get them back into the game at times, but it never felt like it had the extra oomph of energy that they needed on the defensive end to stop somebody to get a yep. stop and go. Sam in the chest says, the Kings offense was boring. It was motionless and leaned too much on ISO ball. 120 against the Pistons is expected even for the for mediocre offenses. Yeah, I thought they had very 
few moments in the game tonight where it felt like, oh, they got it going. Like there were stri- in that third quarter. That's when it when Monk really was creating Even for at them. Times in the fourth, early, yeah, yeah. There, but then it got away from them big time. I mean, they closed on a, a good. Ro- I mean. <laughs> Pistons outscored him in the fourth, 36-21. But, you know, in in the end of the third, when they started to click a little bit, Monk was creating, Lyle's knocking down shots, Bonus hitting that three in the corner. There were some good moments, but I thought the same thing in the first half. I'm like, yeah, I know they scored 36 in the first, but it was kind of like, are we going to knock that? Are we going to play the right way? Are we going to attack are we gonna make the extra pass it, it became too much of like all right come down court here's one screen handoff launch a shot hopefully we make it yeah i don't know i i just i felt like sometimes sometimes too i try and take a step back i mean obviously you guys know i do this every freaking time i try to take a step back and i go okay you're on the road for two weeks like i was driving to san francisco for to the NBC studios um, the whole time the Kings were on the road and Deuce even had a stretch of it and Deuce really got to feel it that last week that you had four games in a row and you were like, that's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of driving. It's a lot of going away. Like, especially when the Kings are on the road. My point to that being is like when the Kings are on the road for two weeks straight, it's, it takes a lot out of a human being. And I know we, we always say like, these people, they get paid, they get all these things. doesn't mean it doesn't take something out of them. But I guess my only thing is, is I go, how, how during the nine, hopeful nine months or whatever it is during an NBA season, can you figure out a way to lock in so your energy and your mentality shifts into it's, it, it's just the life. It's just the life. Yeah. I find the balance where I can find it when I am at home to be with my kids, to be here, to do what I can. I get home at 1 a.m. Okay, I get to at least sleep from this. I got a day off yesterday. I get this. I don't know the answer to that, but I also go like as a human being and I felt it before at times where I'm like, why am I so tired? Sometimes you just eat the wrong way. Sometimes you're just depressed. Sometimes you're all these different things. And you think about an entire team supposed to be locked in all the time together. And I just go, okay, trap game two get two weeks on the road, you know, mentally just weren't there. It's not an excuse. It's just more of my analysis into what tonight probably was. Here's a, here's one, the Pistons, what kind of mental, thing do you have as a six and 43 team yeah when you just made a two trades today and your two leading scores are out like it's no but no but that, but that's the thing i get that like i i get that no, even I, for them too like i i don't even understand how many times they had to go to the locker room yep. and monty williams is like all right another loss you know like pack up let's go next one i don't like what do you even say after every loss i get that again there are zero excuses i am just literally analyzing like from a different perspective of like, Hey, you know, like did this happen? Did this happen? And was everyone not locked in? And here's my only other thing to that. I go, well, someone like Domas Sabonis is able to come in with a pretty consistent mentality every single night. Whatever he's drinking, whatever he's eating, whatever he's doing to get his mind, do that, do figure it out. Like do what he does. Just Study from him. Take whatever he's doing. And and Dave in the chat, she's not making excuses. She's literally the just explained fuck, it. Dave. No, it's typical Dave in the chat. And I he's in our Discord too. And now he's about to be timed out through the trade deadline because he wants to be an ass. So. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, 
I can, I, how is that an excuse when I literally said, I'm not even justifying what they did. I am just. She was literally saying, if, a different that, if there's a reason, you got to figure out like what that is to get through it because I'm, that's the reality Dave of the season. Is Dave a robot? Is Dave a robot? Like, do you not have feelings? Do you, do you hate yourself? No. Go away. No. Piece of shit. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Like Morgan's on fire on it. Boo. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I mean, there's literally no excuse. And, and if the the season's hard for everybody, everyone's got long road trips. You just good teams find a way through it. And, and that's, that's my other thing to it. Cause I go, why is Domas coming in? You know, pretty consistent all the time. Blah, blah. And I go, when there is a leader like that and he's able to perform like that on the floor every single night, do whatever he does off the floor, whatever. As someone, if you are around that and you love the game, I'm sure not only that can become contagious, but maybe that's also something that you want to learn from. So maybe there are things you can take from him, learn from him to go in that direction. But at the same time, you're also going to have some bad times. You're human. And it just, it just really sucks that it's against a team like the Pistons on your home floor. And that's where I hate when we keep talking about the defensive rating on the home floor. I go, why can't you figure that out? That feels, it feels, that feels like an effort and a locked in mental thing. Yeah. (laughs) Puzzling, puzzling. And I think the reality I get to with this team now is, like I said at the start, this is who they are. So, Look, if they don't make any moves at the deadline, mm-hmm. okay, this is who they're going to be. Like, they're going to be a team that wins some nights. No, they'll be good enough to be a play-in team, top six team yeah. in the West. They've got enough talent to be a playoff team. But they've got a ceiling. Like, what What else can this group do? I, we've seen it. They have a shortcut. They have shortcomings. They don't have enough defenders. Herder gets exposed a lot. We know HB. Like the bench inconsistent. Fox has been a little inconsistent lately. I think this group together has a ceiling. And so that's why I look at it. And I know we're going to talk about the trade deadline in a bit. This is a, to me, a pivotal deadline for them to make a tweak that addresses some of the weaknesses. You're not going to fix everything tomorrow. But can you do something that puts you in a better spot to compete and improve the things you want to improve long term? I, I, I look at this team, and I mean, if you just let's just say you put them up against the Los Angeles Clippers in the first round of the playoffs, you go. There's not a move that they can make tomorrow that is going to prepare them and or make them better than the Clippers for the first round of a playoffs. But that doesn't matter to me. It's all about still being able to make tweaks to try and to to try and achieve to become better and better and to try and achieve whatever the identity of your team that you're hoping to see as you keep going forward because the identity that we saw from the beginning of this season to right now inconsistency and I said that to you even after some of the wins even after some of the wins you asked me like what is this team I said inconsistent inconsistent 
And that's how it still feels. It doesn't feel mm. great. And after a night like this, <laughs> it does not feel good. Appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us. Uh, make sure to hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We should mention that tonight's podcast prevented, presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Do you need windows on your house? Mm. Look at your windows. If, like, the wind came last week and your, your house is rattling, you may need new windows. That if your house happen. is freezing all the time. Oh, my God. Or in the summertime, it's, like, hot, even with your AC on, you probably need new windows. So go ahead and go to Northwest Exteriors. They got a showroom in Rancho Cordova. You can check out all the windows. Then the experts come to your house, and they will get the job done. They don't subcontract out to some company in Southern California. They do great work, and all their employees have been there for years and years. So get new windows, Morgan. Why wouldn't you get, as Nick would say, why not get new windows? Why not get new windows? And seriously, all you have to do is go get a free quote. I mean, they come out to your home, they give you a free quote. So then you can, you can actually think about it and go, okay, does this make sense financially? Does this make sense for my future? Does this make sense for all the things? And the answer is probably going to be yes. So sorry, you're probably going to get new windows if you get a free quote. So go online, go to northwestexteriors.com because <laughs> seriously the best, trust Northwest. What, I messed it up? Yeah. I did? Try it again. Because they're simply the best, trust Northwest. Oh, good job. Almost. Appreciate their support of the Deuce and Mo podcast. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Trade deadline is coming up tomorrow. And the Kings' next opponent, Friday? Denver. Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. No, the defending champion defending Nuggets. Defending champions of the Nuggets. Yep, yep, yep. Really good. That's tough. They're really That's good. really tough. Kings will play up. They'll get the win. It'll be one of those things. <laughs> so frustrating. It's, I mean, yeah. But uh, here, you know what is sad, too? This season, I've been like, after a game like this, I could be, I could be more talked into. Hey, if they lost to the Nuggets but they played well, I'd be good. Nah, 
screw that shit. No. I'm like, I'm I'm already at a different level. Like, I I need that win on the Friday. The only way to make me feel better about this loss is if the Kings win like three of the next four, and that's against Denver twice, OKC, and Phoenix. Yeah, and play great in like the loss. That's the only way. The only way. Yeah. So. Again, I think I think when you look at the whole situation tonight and how you can really analyze the loss, it's just tough, stunned. I felt all the different emotions. It was not fun talking about after the game, but Mike Bibby and Brad Miller just <laughs> as former players just kept saying, "Oh, you move on." Oh, and I'm like, that's coming from two guys that played a lot of good professional basketball. And I I even said this. I was like, it's not easy for you to just say that to fans or to me that covers the team. Like, it's just not easy hearing that. But again, there's only so many people that have played professional basketball in their life that actually know and have went through it and experienced it and know what it is like. Sure. And, but that's a typical player. We got to focus on the next one. It, but- no, it felt different. Like Matt Barnes has said that to me before. Like, hey, you just got to focus on the next. I'm like, I get it, Matt. Like, forget about it, whatever. But like these two, the way that they were laughing back and forth to each other, Mike and Mike, Bibby and Brad Miller, it was it was like, yeah, that's obviously what we did every single time. It was like we just did what we had to do and we played on. And I was like, God, I just. Sometimes I just don't get it, but I've never been an NBA player. The Kings are now 29 and 21 on the season. The record looks like, hey, it's a solid record, right? Similar to last year. It does feel different. We've mentioned that multiple times. As the trade deadline is coming Thursday, by the time you're listening to this later today, hell, by the time you listen to this, the Kings could have already made a move or two. They definitely need something. And I know we've been pretty consistent on this. I think the big swing is gone. I don't think the big swing is out there. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think the big trades happened. We saw Dame Lillard traded. We saw James James Harden, Harden. Pascal Siakam, Mm -hmm. OG Ananobi. Like, what's the big swing? Like, you hear other names. I don't know that the big swing is out there. But I think there are moves to be made. And you said you talked to Mark Stein on TV tonight who said, the Kings are very active in talks. Phone calls, all like okay. talking, phone call. And he, I mean, he was very adamant about saying that. And I was like, oh, well, we all like to hear that. We like to hear activity. We like to hear people being busy and that they're not just, you know, taking it for granted. Oh, the big players are gone. Let's just, let's just wait until the off season to make some moves. It's like, no. The offseason, they can make their big move because they'll have conveyed their sure. herder first-round pick. If you, you make the playoffs, right, it's top 14 protect, and then you have your picks to move. You you have some reasonable contracts that you can move to go ahead and advance. But this, the, you, you just need more length to compete. I mean, uh, this team getting the experience of another first-round series, even if they get bounced, is going to be a good thing for sure. But I don't think you can just go, all right, we'll just kind of run it back with this group. If you do, you're going to get the same results. And the only thing that's going to come out of it is probably more frustration on the court mm-hmm. with the fans, everybody. Yeah. And you, you don't want to feel that. And I'm not saying make a move just to make a move. But last year, in some ways, it made sense not to. Like, yeah. hey, you're winning. The vibes are great. Chemistry is awesome. You're playing pretty well. Keep it moving. If there's a move to make, we can, but we don't have to. This year, it feels like, hey, you should do something. And it needs to be more impactful 
than a Kessler Edwards move. It doesn't have to be a mega move, but there's something in the middle. You think about some of the names out there. Could it be Caleb Martin? Could it be Royce O'Neal, Dorian Finney-Smith? Those are some names that have been thrown out there in reports before. We've heard Kyle Kuzma's name. How much interest is there in Kuzma? It's so hard to figure out this time of year because there's so much smoke. You don't know where the info is coming from. Is it an agent? Is it a team? Are they playing games? Are they being genuine? It's hard to figure out, but guess what? Tomorrow's the day. It's here, and we're going to find out. How much do you think that they need to do something? Or let me rephrase this. Rephrase. Noon comes tomorrow. The Kings don't do anything. Nothing. Mm. What's going through your mind? Well, I don't feel good. But at the same time, I go, were they not willing to give up certain things? As in their future assets. If whatever future assets that they do have. Um they're certain players, caliber of players. And I say this because even when Mark Stein was on our pregame show talking to him about all the trade like trade deadline and what could happen in the NBA, he was just talking about even DeJounte Murray. You know, the, the uh, Hawks are asking for at least two first-round picks. Sure. And then Kyle Kuzma, you know, even him. I, I understand picks. those names. I just think but, the other role players so then, are gettable. Then the other role players, I absolutely believe, are gettable. But I also go, what, at that point, what tweaks are having to be made? You know, like, what are you having to trade for these gettable tweaks? I don't I don't know that answer. Second round picks? I, I mean, mean, sure, if it's second round picks, then sure, do, do it. I, I just, you... Coming back with the same doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't, Deuce. But I'm also some. I'm so curious what these, what some of these people that are selling these pieces and players, what they're asking for. I, that's. I'm. I'm very curious on what everyone's asking for these days. So and we that, haven't heard fine. any rumblings coming out. So, if other teams could make deals, why wouldn't the Kings be able to? You know, like we saw but other trades just, being made at, today and there wasn't cr- anything crazy going out to get these players. Dude, second round picks? Hell yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you can do that, amazing. Love it, sure. But if there's something more to it, yeah, you got to ask yourself what you're willing to give up for your future and what you believe that what completes this team in its depth, right? I don't know. I don't think it's good enough right now where the Kings are at. I think anyone can say that, especially especially we can all be prisoner of the moments and say that after um, a Kings loss to the Pistons. But as of right now, because there is no pulse on the trade deadline, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's just there's but the not question a lot of was, would out. you be disappointed if they didn't make a move? If they came back with the same roster, they were not able to get anything done. Would you be disappointed that this is it? This is going to be the team the rest of the year. I guess, yeah. Yeah, you would. No, I mean, you, you s- would. You say 100%. That- I mean, I mean, okay, let me ask you, would you? Yes. I know. So then, yes. great. Then explain There's- yourself because I'm obviously not at the same level. I mean, you know the shortcomings of this team. We're, they don't have length. They don't have a lot of size. There's so many times they don't. Their perimeter defense gets shredded. Like 
I'm trying for Matisse Thibel. What what what's it going to take to get Matisse Thibel from Portland? What is Portland doing? And maybe they're not shopping. Maybe they're not getting rid of those guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking to them. I'm trying to figure out what's it going to take because someone like Matisse Thibel sounds like they can, are talking to all these people. Someone like Matisse Thibel can come in and give you exactly what you need. He's but got t- length. He could talking and actually being able to make. That's why like that's but why that's their job. That's their job as I a front get office. That. I get that, but that is their job, but it takes two to freaking tango. I get it. I understand that part, but we're not talking about the Kings trying to work out a trade for uh, Anthony but Edwards. But Matisse Seibel, it's like that one, even that name right there, Deuce, to me is like, you're probably going to have to give up some shit, not just some second round picks. That's fine. And I'm with you <laughs> on that, but I don't know, like... Like, are all these teams going, oh, Malik Monk or Keegan Murray or no deal? Well, if Portland's asking for Keegan Murray for Matisse Thibault, obviously you hang up and go, what do you, we're not being serious here. And then he That's goes, okay, fine, example. how about Keegan for Chris and God. <laughs> No, but my, my, I guess my, my point is, I don't have a pulse on what these teams are asking for, but when talking to Mark Stein, it just always feels like when everyone's, asking for multiple first round picks. And I even made a joke and I was like, and everyone's first born because yeah. it just, sometimes the sellers like are dangling the carrot in front of all these teams that are buyers because they know there's not a lot of sellers out there. And that's all I'm going right now. I don't, I can't sit here and tell you that I would necessarily be disappointed, but it wouldn't make me feel good. Yeah. And I, does that make sense? I do want to be clear too. I don't think there is a move out there that's going to completely change the Kings' fortunes for this year. I think it's going to be tough Fair. for them to win a first round series, depending on the matchup. A lot Fair. of things can change, but that top four looks pretty tough. Um, but it's not impossible. I would just like to see Mike. Mike Brown's a smart defensive coach. I think he's got great ideas, and but he needs some of the pieces to execute those deals. Yes. Some of these guys aren't bad players. I, I like Kevin Herter as a player. I think he does so much for the Kings offense. The Kings starting lineup is a pretty efficient lineup. He's a big part of that. He does a lot of nice things out there. But they're just terrible matchups. This league has a lot of talented players that can break you down. In this game, like let's not complicate it. If you can get by your man, it puts defenses in a tough spot. And so like if you can improve by adding an additional perimeter defender. That would go a long way. That could change things this year. It doesn't mean it's going to propel you into championship contention, but I don't need that. I'm not one of these people that's like, oh my God, they made the first round last year. They have to get to the conference finals. Right. I understand it. you have to be patient here. You can't be crazy and mess up your cap or mess up uh, you. your future assets. But... You got to gamble a little bit. And you know what I get sick of in this league? Too many of these GMs are trying to win trades. Don't stop trying to win trades. Make the trade that's going to help your team. Win the long run. Win the long run. Win the future. I got to win this trade. No. No. Who cares? Screw it. Just go make the right deal. Screw screw the pulse of what other people are going to say. You're going to get C minuses, especially if you're in small markets. F them all. Who cares? But... And, and I get every time that you say a wing defender, I always think of Matisse Thibel and I go, what a great tweak that would be. That is not ultimately going to be the tweak that puts you 
on top of the LA Clippers and, and yes. sends you to the second round. But I sure would love but, to have that guy in that series. That, but that is exactly it. That is the type. That is the type of splash move I would love to see. If it was like a Kuz, if it was like a thigh bowl. But I also understand, like, if these teams aren't selling, which screw them anyway. <laughs> Hate everyone today. You're still mad at Dave. Dave. Dave was saying that he wasn't trying to it's, attack. No, and it's so. fine, Do you Dave. Wanna... Yeah, it's fine. It's just it's. I will let me just say this really quick. Uh -oh. Sometimes, well, no, because I like I'm on here. I'm talking for hours. I'm vulnerable at times, and I just think sometimes it's such bullshit when I say things that, and I like preface it with it's. I'm not saying it's a moral victory, but let me analyze this part of it. And then I'll say, I'm not saying, I'm not saying this is an excuse, but let me just say this part of it. Like talking, humanizing shit and talking about the other angles. I just think it's unfair that I can't comment on that where it's like it's my opinion she's a soft bitch oh my god blah and it's okay, just he like, didn't say that my point is just let me talk without it being like the final opinion of like oh morgan's justifying this loss <laughs> like please that's all i ask and i'm sorry for flipping you off are you really i am and well, you're probably not a piece of shit but you deserve to be called in the moment of my heated moment well it's interesting because it's already been a um made into an emote on our discord channel oh, someone made well, so congratulations there I morgan was, hey <laughs> I, I, like what if it's a perfectly aligned with your eyes yeah right it's like there my too. nose it was meant to if i could have a different nose it would definitely be a middle finger <laughs> Oh my God. That's all. I just, come on. That is hilarious. Let a gal talk, you know? I hear you, man. I hear you. Doesn't so, what happens when you lose the Pistons, man? I Everyone's know. on edge and a I little get bit. It. I get it. Everyone's on edge. Everyone's, and, and I get that too. Everyone's, trust me, like you guys, in the post game show, I'm being told, hey, let's talk about some good domos. Guess what I said? Nah, uh I'm not about to talk some good stuff about uh, these players right now. I'm so ranting about what I didn't like that was good. You know, and like, so I have that pulse. I have that feel. Just trust me. So when I do have some good things, though, too, like, you're allowed to have both. Well. Oh, no. Who would be your. No. Rock and soul player of the game. <sighs> Did you already. Jaden Ivy. I can't hear you, Morgan. So Jaden yeah. Ivy. Because I know you're a heel, and I know you probably made it an opponent. I'm going to. I didn't even make a graphic because I couldn't stomach it. Jaden Ivey is a rock and soul player of the game. I mean, the guy was great, and he has not been mm. very good this year. He's finally getting some minutes, played just under 38 minutes tonight, and this guy made every big play. His team got down. He said, let's go. Let me rally. I think this is a big moment for him. Like, you wonder what a game like this can do for his confidence long-term. He's going to get an opportunity here yeah. in the final, you know, 25-ish games of the season. You saw the talent coming out of college. Defensively, there are issues with him. But Monty Williams has been really hard on him. Monty Williams has gotten criticized for how he's kind of handled Jaden Ivey. And I'm sure it hasn't been easy on Jaden Ivey. Tonight, he stepped up on the road against a team that was just coming off a five and two road trip, 37 points. 
He was breaking down the Kings defense. Gosh, he was shit. playing physical oh. at the rim. Yep. He was hitting threes left and right. He ends up with 37 points, seven assists, 13 of 23 shooting. He was five of seven from three, made all six of his free throws, 19 points in the fourth quarter for the Pistons. He's a rock and soul player of the game. It wasn't a fluky good game for him. It was like... It, there it was, was forceful. It, yeah. There was a chip on his shoulder. He played dominant. It, You know, I know the other night when we were talking about the Cavs and we're like, oh, shit, Donovan Mitchell. That was fun almost because it was so good. So, dumb. like, it was not fun watching Jaden Ivey go off. Good for him. Happy for him. Really sucks. It's against the Sacramento Kings. And it ended up being the seventh win of the season for the Detroit Pistons. And now, like, you know, people will go back and answer and go, where, where were some of those wins against for the Pistons? Yep. And it's like... There's another one. So, his first 28 games of the season, he was averaging just under 13 points a game, 45% shooting, 31% from three. In his last 17 games coming into tonight, just under 18 points a game. The shootings improved big time, 37% from three, up for 31% from three. So, he's starting to play some good basketball. Um he has now started the last 23 games after coming off the bench in 16 of the first 22 games. So for a young player like him, pretty impactful night. Check out Rock and Soul Diner in Sacramento, just six blocks from Golden One Center. We're actually going to go there tomorrow morning to pick up some food for NBA trade deadline for our stream. We're going to have a whole bunch of Rock and Soul here because we got to eat. Nom, 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 nom. Um, <laughs> um, chat, help us out. Our Sharif Jewelers moment of the game. I well, I know mine. And chat, help us out. But I'm gonna say mine. Let me know if you agree. And because it was, uh, you know what? Screw it. I don't care. I don't care. I want a fun moment. I'm gonna have a fun moment. It was a positive moment. I don't give a shit. Domas corner three, end of the third. It was great. Loved the crowd's energy. It was so into it. We don't have to talk about how the way the game ended. Right now, we're just talking about a moment. A moment in time. Because that is what Sharif Jewelers provides. A moment in time. They lost the Pistons 133 to 120. Morgan wants to put Domas corner three, end of the third. That gave the Kings the lead going into the fourth. We should mention another play that was awesome tonight. Fox Steele, Mitchell lobs it to Monk. That was going to be my other moment. Those were, if they won, those were going to be the two moments. But now because they lost, forget about them. Did it even happen? I don't know. Um, I'm going to put that. I'll put your Domus one on there, but I'm also dropping Jaden Ivey with 19 of his 37 in the fourth. Kings outscored 36-21. Shorthanded Pistons. We have to write that down, too. And, and you text me. Oh. Yep, Ivy was six for six uh, from the field in the fourth as well. Six of six. Six, what did I say? Yeah, no, I was yeah. repeating it. Six of six. I mean, he was perfect. Literally perfect fourth quarter. Congratulations, <sighs> Jaden Ivy. Sharif Jewelers, moment of the game. You. He was good. Yeah, Alec was. Burks was good. There's a lot of good for the Pistons tonight. And you know what? I, this is going to sound like Mike Brown sometimes after games. Give them credit. I do give 
the Pistons a lot of credit. To be come into a game six and forty three with two road wins and then come in and go, we're not folding. Like I a hundred percent at the end of the third was like, There you go, Kings. Yep. We're gonna have a lot of bad to talk about in this game, but okay, good. They got the lead, they're not gonna look back. Yep. They did not stop coming at the Kings and give them so much credit for not folding and then running running away from the kings it's you know i know there's professional athletes that talk about momentum and momentum isn't real all these different things i believed that the momentum from the third quarter for the kings was going to continue into the fourth and um i i like you said you got to give a lot of credit to that Pistons team and them being like, nope, we're not slowing down either, so have fun with this. You Just wanna, frustrating. You want to update a look at the uh, standings after tonight? No. You're going to get it. <laughs> Kings entering tonight, they were in the fifth spot. With the loss, they no. dropped to seven. No. Seven. They are now a half game behind the Pelicans who beat the Clippers tonight. So the Kings dropped from five to seven. Uh, they are a game and a half ahead of Dallas, and they are three games ahead of the Lakers, four games ahead of the Jazz, who are in 10th, and five games ahead of the Golden State Warriors, who are on the outside looking in. So, it, like, the top four right Insane. now are so tight. Mm-hmm. L.A. came in. The Clippers were the number one seed at the start of the night. They lost. They fell to four. Crazy. It, Crazy. It just, yeah, annoying looking at that, but that, I mean... There you go. That's what it's going to be. It feels like all the way to the end. All the way to the end. Assuming that all these teams stay as healthy as they can be. I mean, think about it. I say as healthy as they can be. You had a team in the Pistons without Cade, without yep. Boyan. Yeah, yeah. Crush the Kings. All right, Morgan, we're going to be, we're going to have a busy day tomorrow. We're going to be all streaming pretty much the entire morning, day, yeah. NBA trade deadlines at noon Pacific time. Want to get some final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I'm just, there's so much on my mind because I'm like, oh, the game, trade deadline. Look, um, trade, NBA trade deadline, I think is exactly what you kind of said the other day. And it's the, this energy and optimism behind change leading you into a new direction of success. Like that is the goal of these trades. And I hope for the Kings that they can continue to tweak and make a path to just positive change. And if that means the slightest trades to some of the biggest, I'm with you. I would love some activity tomorrow. Give me some action. My final thought, bring it on. The NBA trade deadline. Oh. Oh. A chance for people to take a next step. Let's see it happen. I can't wait. We appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us after this ugly loss tonight. Make sure to hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We love you guys, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. Be ready for anything tomorrow. See ya! Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Do send more.
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.